Good morning. It's Tuesday morning. I'm running late. I had a meeting with other Bikunis around the country, and uh, that's today is a special full moon day. Full moon, new moon. Uh, it's it's uh, one of the anniversaries of the beginning of the Bikuni, uh, Bikuni Sangha. So I meet online every two weeks with the uh, Bikunis in the Theravadan tradition in this country, or, or several of them, many of them, maybe 15. And it's always a good time to share. We, we listen to a Dhamma talk, and it's a way we connect with each other. So it's a, it's a very important community for me. Um, I want to read my wish, but then I want to share an experience with you. Okay, may I, may, may I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who like lack shelter and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. So that's how we can start every day. Uh, have that intention of harmlessness and renunciation and loving-kindness every day that covers our precepts, that gives us something to have with everything we say or do or think during the day, we can see if we're working with, if we're working with uh, those three things. And my wish always reminds us that we are developing ourselves to be the best person we can be and to purify our minds. And when, the, when we wor are working with that, we also see that compassion and compassionate action is a very, part of, a very important part of that. So remember, we're not just doing this uh, completely for ourselves because it is our nature the more we purify our minds and the more we're taking care of ourselves and living a healthy, ethical life, the more we naturally want to help others. So it comes naturally to us. So now I want to share with you what happened to me. It didn't happen to me. I, I witnessed something or I observed something. And I'm, I'm hoping to, that that observation uh, is a good learning tool for me. So I've told you about uh, the wild turkey that's one of the critters. I've, uh, not just to my apartment, but to every, everyone's apartment in this complex. And we all have little patios, and uh, there are about 65 apartments. And we have a wild turkey that comes, and it uh, looks for little... Uh, snacks to eat if people put out breadcrumbs or 
So of course I'm feeding all the squirrels and chipmunks and lots of birds. And so the turkey pretty much every day comes by a couple of times as it walks around, walks around the neighborhood, walks around the the front part and the back part of our, our complex. And um, we'll stay and I was, I was watching it. It was the second time I'd seen it that day. I was sitting on my patio because I went out just to see the turkey. And I was even talking to a neighbor who had just uh, was kind of walking to the front door and, and she noticed, she said hi to me and then she noticed the turkey. And we were talking over quite a distance and it didn't bother the turkey and I thought, oh, this is good. The turkey, it feels really comfortable and calm. Uh, doesn't I'm not frightening the turkey away and that's good and there's always plenty for the turkey to eat around the big tree in front. And then the turkey did what she usually does, which is if she doesn't go on to the next apartment, she might walk out into the parking lot, which is right out in front of me. And uh, she seems to be going up to cars. And we always wonder, does she like the shiny car so she can see a reflection of herself like she does into our patio? She'll come up really close to the class. Is it like a reflection so she can look at herself, or is it the heat coming from the cars? And it's always something I wonder about because she just seems to be drawn to those cars. So I'm still talking to the neighbor, and I'm looking over at the turkey uh, by the car, and suddenly I see the turkey like throwing something up in the air, like a dog would throw a ball up in the air and then try to catch it, uh, and then toss it up again. And I said, oh, look, the turkey's playing. And just, I couldn't even finish that word before I realized the turkey had a bird, probably a, not a finch, but a, a sparrow. The turkey had a bird in its mouth, and a live one, and was tossing it. And just exactly like my dogs used to do with a rubber ball or a dog toy and to toss it up in the air, catch it, shake it. And then uh, they love to just throw it up in the air for themselves and catch it again. And the, and my neighbor saw, the, saw it at the same time, and we're both just there with our mouths hanging open, staring at the turkey. And the turkey was having a great time just tossing this bird around. Eventually, uh, the the turkey, it, it, the turkey was pretty sure the bird was dead, and uh, proceeded then for about fifteen or twenty minutes to just walk around in the grassy area. That's um, like a little parkway in be, uh, between parking. Uh, walked around with it hanging out of its beak, and would occasionally throw it down on the ground and tear at it, and then pick up pick up the meat and uh, keep walking around. And it did that until I think finally it had eaten all of the little bird, the bite of meat that it could, and and then began to kind of uh, sing like a turkey song. <laughs> I'd never heard it make that noise. I'd only heard it do the gobble-gobble sometimes. And this time it was actually 
it's not a pretty sound. It's not like chirping, but it was it was like a turkey chirping. Like it, I thought, is this turkey just saying what a delicious treat it just had? So this is the same turkey that even my squirrels are not afraid of anymore, and the birds are the other sparrows and birds are eating bird seed while the turkey's eating the seed. So I've never seen the turkey go after a bird. And I told one friend of mine, texted her, because she'd been here and we'd been watching the turkey earlier, and she started researching wild turkeys, and she said, nothing says that they eat birds. So she just reminded me that birds are related to dinosaurs, and so our turkey just became a dinosaur for that time. So that's my Jurassic Park experience that I had yesterday. So I, we don't we don't know what the if this is uh, if we'll see this happen again. But I th- we I do think the friend of mine and I both think that this could have been a little bird that had earlier in the day had flown into. Uh, we might have even been the same bird that did it twice, had flown into the patio, patio doors, mine and my neighbor's, and then was very, uh, we thought it was going to die at first, but it recovered and then flew away and uh, kind of staying in the area, but definitely looked like it, it had gotten uh, recovered from flying into the patio door. And that probably that turkey was standing by the car she was standing by because she was waiting for that wounded bird to come out. This is hours after we thought the bird had recovered. So it could have been the same little bird. And the turkey knew that that, that bird was not going not gonna to fly out of her grip. I don't know. That could be all a story I'm creating, but I did witness the entire um, slaughter of the little bird and the big bird's delight in it. So I think the lesson in it for me was that nature is wonderful, but as we watched it, the neighbor and I were both saying, well, this is nature. We we had never seen that before, but it wasn't a surprise. So even the things that we think we have uh, tamed, you know, they still are. They still are their own. This is not. That's not my turkey, and I tell myself that all the time. Like people will ask me what I've named the turkey, and I hesitate. I don't call. I call her. I think of her as Tilly, but I. But I very consciously thought this is a wild animal. I don't think naming it is really. Uh, that's probably not something I need to do. And when I saw what I saw yesterday, I'm glad that I hadn't formed more of an attachment to the turkey. (laughs) It was just this little lesson in, this is nature. This is how, this is seeing something clearly. It's just seeing what, it's watching the turkey do what it did. And for some reason, it was really profound for me. But I think it's, um, you know, there's another squirrel that we're pretty sure was probably had been injured, so it's still a little shaky. 
it gets better every day, but it's still a little, you can tell it's, uh, it's, it's been wounded some way, or maybe it's really old. But that squirrel, you know, has caught my heart. But I also realize, I don't know, there might be a bigger creature like a coyote that would do the same thing to that squirrel because the squirrel might not be able to move as fast as the others. So this is just the reality of the world. So this is a, it's, was an exercise in being reminded of that. And I can't, I can't save these creatures. I enjoy feeding them, and it, it gives me delight to see them and uh, to hear them start to call out to me in the morning before I'm ready to take food out to them, they they will start squat. The squirrels will start, you know, calling to me like, "Okay, it's we think it's time for you to feed us." But they are not my squirrels. They are not domesticated. They I don't want them to be. I'm not going to feed them out of my hands, even if I had the patience to do that, because. Uh, I'm attached enough just going and buying food for them. So it's very important for me to recognize they are wild animals and um, feeding them gives me pleasure. It, I'm trying to be very careful not to feed them anything that wouldn't be healthy for them, but um, they are they 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 live in a different environment than me, so I just I guess I needed to share that with some, with somebody. But uh, I I hope you I hope you have the same take on uh, at least w w you know we don't need to be domesticating creatures that aren't aren't the creatures ready to be domesticated, and we need to let things be the way they are, and we can look at attachment and, uh, you know, if I was really attached to, if that had been one of the squirrels that I recognize, I, I might have been crushed to see that happen, or I might have tried to get the turkey away, um, and as it was, it all just kind of unfolded so quickly in front of me, I didn't intervene. But it's, it was a lesson for me in just being aware. Just remember, I mean, I'm not afraid the turkey's ever going to hurt me, but just seeing, okay, this is nature in action. This is the, this is the world that, uh, this is the world that we are in. So there's no way we can completely avoid that, even if we're not watching the news or reading too much news or uh, getting overly concerned about the political situation. Uh, we may think we're doing okay with that, and then we, then we turn our eyes to the side and watch nature at work. So we have to keep a balance. We have to uh, let go of our attachment to wanting things to be a certain way. <clears throat> so that's how I view it anyway and I hope I know, I'm sure you all have experiences of uh, being disappointed in something in nature but then remembering oh wait this is how things are 
I can't control it by putting it in my front yard. And we and that's a good good way to kind of look at the whole world, I think. So we can't we can't control everything. We can't uh, we can't make this world be the way we want it. We can take action and do the things we can and do the things take on things that we feel like we can have an impact on or be a witness to things that need to be witnessed. But we have to remember uh, changing it, changing things immediately is probably not the way things happen and change. There's, we have to take the long view, and that's part of the quality of upeka, of equanimity. We have to always have patience and take the long view. And uh, we do what we can and what we feel called to do in terms of compassionate action without anger. But if we feel that there's something that we can we can do to help a cause that we, we think is right and just, uh, we're, we certainly have the right to do that. Just remember, we don't change things overnight. We don't, we don't put our agenda ahead of uh, things sometimes need to unfold the way they will unfold. So we have to always balance our compassion with, uh, with equanimity. And that means that we sometimes have to step back and, and pay attention to that, that uh, long view because we can too easily perhaps get caught up being right at the forefront, right in the middle of things. So this is the world where we're being tested with that all the time, every day. Uh, we're, we're, I lived in Wisconsin for about 30 years before I moved closer to the temple here in Illinois. So we're, we're only about an hour from Kenosha, and lots of stuff is going on there. And so it's, uh, we're watching it very carefully, but I'm really trying to take a long view over, uh, you know, with the politics that are going on right at the moment and trying to see things as clearly as I can, but knowing it's important to step back because uh, uh, that, that Kenosha feels like almost like a hometown to me. So I hope all of you are um, doing well and enjoying. Here we're enjoying a little bit of a cool down from a very hot summer. So it's been pleasant and it's, it's been a slow, nice summer, but a lot of heat. And now when we really need the rain, we're not getting it. So that's kind of typical for August too. So why don't we, in the time we have left, just practice a little. And uh, if you can, when I finish, if you can, continue. So allow yourself to relax. Whatever's going on in your day, whatever's been going on, <sighs> breathe in and out. Take a few deep breaths. 
breathing in and breathing out to allow you to just relax a bit. You can actually kind of focus on a deeper breath for two or three breaths, but then settle back into your natural breathing. And what you want to do is just let yourself, let your focus of attention be on your body breathing. So we're observing our breath where we feel it in our body. So pick a spot. That spot can be maybe the tip of your nose and you can watch your breath as you inhale through your nose and exhale. Or if your hand is on your belly, watching your body breathing naturally a deeper breath. You can feel your belly rise and contract. And just let your body breathe for you. Be aware of each inhale, each exhale. And when you get distracted, Notice that you're distracted as soon as possible. Be very attentive when you've lost track of being with your breath, then you know you've become distracted. But that's beautiful to see that. See that you're distracted and then bring your attention back to your breath again. Whatever you're distracted by is not what, you're, what you want to be mindful of. So come back to your breath. Even if you become distracted by sound or a feeling or a smell or uh, overhearing a conversation that pulls your attention away, anything, anything your senses are picking up on or a thought coming into your head that really pulls you away, no matter how often it happens, be aware that you're distracted from your breath and gently but firmly come back to your breath. Let the thought go, let the distraction go. Come back.
Now, it's fine to count your breaths if you're having trouble and feel like you're distracted with each and every breath. So count, inhale one, exhale one, inhale two, exhale two. Count up to five. After the fifth breath, you can continue counting, but go back to one. Keep it very simple. Be with the silence. Just allow your thoughts to come and go. No need to feed them with your attention. Now send good thoughts, nurturing thoughts to yourself. May I be well, may I be content, may I be at peace. May I be free from fear and worry and anxiety. Really hear yourself, really pay attention that you're sending these good wishes to yourself. Open your heart. Feel 
an opening, feel the spaciousness. Take it in for yourself, bless yourself. Then as we developed as we develop that relationship of goodness with ourself, being able to love ourselves, take care of ourselves, to really believe in our basic goodness, to believe in ourselves, then we can begin to send that out, to let that radiate out from us to others. And that's when, that's when it's really important for us to keep loving ourselves because we're moving out, it's moving us out into the world and we, we need those, we need that good sense of ourself as a good person, as a kind person, a person of goodwill. We need that, not an ego, not an ego telling us we're better than anybody or more important than others or that we, you know, we're somebody. We, know, we, we don't need that kind of ego, but we need a sense of caring and kindness towards ourselves, And always knowing and having the discernment about when we need to back away, when we need to move forward, taking care of ourselves that way too. Uh, like, me not getting too attached to the turkey. So we have to take care of ourselves as we, as we move out with compassionate action to the world. But as we're doing that, as we're learning to do that, we can also begin to send metta out to others. So we begin with the easiest people for us to know we love. And that's usually our family members and our dear friends, our noble friends, people closest to us. Even if we get disappointed or upset with them at times because we're so close, we know that there's an unconditional basis that we've all agreed on. So begin with these people. May all of my loved ones be well, be content, be free from fear and worry and anxiety. May all my loved ones be at peace. And then gradually we extend these same feelings out. We, mo we move out all the way to just radiating goodwill out to all beings, human beings, non-human beings, all beings on this planet, all beings everywhere in this universe, beings dying, beings being born. May all living beings, human and non-human, all creatures, all beings invisible to us. 
May all living beings be free from suffering and its causes, be free from fear and worry and anxiety, free from hunger and thirst, safe from the extremes of the weather. May all beings be able to care for themselves or be cared for lovingly. And may all beings experience peace and be filled with peace. So thank you today. If you can keep sitting, now would be a good time. And I'll leave you, but have a beautiful day. And I'll see you Thursday. Bye-bye.